listening to the Franchise Podcast Network, presented by Lucky Star Casino. KRXO-FM and KRXO-HD Oklahoma City, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, the Outdoor Hour, giving you the inside scoop on the great outdoors on 1077 The Franchise. As long as I can remember, I've been drawn to the outdoors. There's something primal in each of us that awakens when we step outside the bounds of modern society and back into the vast possibilities of the natural world. The more civilized our lives become, the louder our hearts cry for reconnection with our native ways. Failure is imminent, dangers drawing nigh, but approached with reverence and tact, the outdoors return wisdom and gain. In both the outdoors and in life, harvests are fleeting, but lessons and memories abound. With that in mind, we step forth boldly together in pursuit of ourselves outdoors. We are nothing more than tree stand troubadours. Welcome inside the outdoor hour. I'm Taylor Maples. That's Joshua Wildman Stratton. Hello. Back with the lineage. Wow. You know, I had something planned. You can't change the words. No. 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 You say back among the living as you slobber and sneeze and all over myself. All over yourself and the microphone. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you and our good buddy. Brad holding it down last week. We miss you, man. I miss being here. I was excited about it. Oh, I love Brad shenanigans. It's been, have you been on an episode with Brad? No. I didn't think so. Uh-uh. So we talked about this last week. I can't remember if it was on air or during a commercial break, but um, I think Brad Clay is now the most tenured guest on the show. I think Probably. he's been on a, three times now. Has anybody else been here three times? Kurt Kulinski. Has Kurt been here three? Thrice? Mm, since I've been here, uh, drone recovery with Rhett Acker, right? Yeah. Well, he's been twice. here twice. Two times. Um, I think Kurt's twice also. Mm. Well, Kurt's actually coming to hang out with me in Utah this week. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, going to show that movie, premiere that movie. I'm excited for that. I am too. Uh, but yeah, it was cool having Brad Clay here. Um, we didn't talk about all the stuff I thought we were going to talk about, and the stuff we talked about was nothing I had really planned. Um, it was nice to just sit around with a guy that hunts as much as he does, all the and time, and is as uh, you know professional hunter, right? Compared to me, compared to you, yeah, yeah. You know, this guy sits a ton, and just kind of hear him say, "Man, this was a hard year." Yeah, yeah, it's, they hit a rough one. For for someone like him who's got the pressure that he's got and the sponsors that he's got and is doing it on the scale that he's doing it, say, man, I didn't I didn't kill a buck this year, um, kind of makes me feel better about my season. Hmm. Well, that's good. So. Yeah. But did I also appreciate. Did you guys appreciate... talk about El Chapo? No. Uh, we did not. Hmm. Missed opportunity? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Sounds like we needed to. Yeah, you do, but I'm going to let him tell that story. Okay. We, uh, we might need to get him back here soon then. Now, Brad's a good dude. He's awesome. We should make him a medal or something for being on the show the most. I think it should yeah. be a belt. We should get like a title belt. Ooh, I'm, I like it. I like it. Golden, golden, a golden rack. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sportsman's Channel does it. It's called the Golden Moose. 
Um, Outdoor Channel does. It's like their awards. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get one? Have a good show. So we We could give people a golden fish. Oh, we should. Yeah. I'm into that. Have you guys seen this taxidermy stuff that is uh, like upholstered in Pendleton blankets? I have not. No. You've not seen this? Like, no, no, no. Like they wrap it. So there's a guy, I think his name is Seth Patterson out of the Pacific Northwest. Worth looking up. Super cool. But he basically will take a Pendleton blanket and chop it up and then wrap, you know, a deer shoulder mount in it. It's cool. That's crazy. I'm going to look it up here for you. I'm not wrapping my head around that. I'm not wrapping my head around that right now. Whenever I went to go see Tool a couple weeks ago. Ooh, how's um, that? Fantastic. Right? It was absolutely perfect. God, they're, they're so good. Uh, but the one of the buddies that I went with, he was telling me a story about how he went and took one of uh, a fish that he had caught in to go get taxidermy. And he brought it in and he like drove down the street the street a week later and the place was closed and he was like those a-holes yeah like two years later he gets a phone call hey are you blah 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 he's like yes um we have your taxidermied fish the guy whose shop it was it had like a stroke oh no yes and so he had literally taken the two years to have to reteach himself how to like talk and use his hands and that was the first thing he did was taxidermy that dude's fish once he got. He was like, I went from being so mad to feeling like such a jerk. Zero to 60. Yeah, It, it was that complete yeah. 180. Like, ah. Never thought he was seeing that thing again. Yes. And then here it is two years later. It is. Yeah. Hanging out. I love that. That's, uh, that's solid. But Tool, fantastic. Of course they were. Two thumbs up. Must recommend. So I want to see them at the sphere. Dude, that I don't think I would ever emotionally be the same again. After so that. like, you know, I've been to Vegas a few times just in the last couple of months for trade shows and in, in our space and you know, I keep driving past it and it's unreal, man. It's unreal. I haven't been able to go inside of it. Very interesting. So We're I'm looking pulling at up- this guy's stuff here with uh Seth Patter Patterson's Patterson. yeah. Yeah, that's I'm I'm glad you showed it to me because that's not how my brain saw any of that happening. Uh, because you were talking about shoulder mounts, yet I've only seen European I'm scrolling. skull mounts. I'm scrolling. So they had two. I, okay, so, so there were two clear, of these in Oklahoma City. Why? Um, like they showed up. How'd they get here? For sale. Mm. I could not convince my wife to pull the trigger on one of these. There was a bison. Shoulder mount. Oh, I would have definitely grabbed that. That was black and white. How and much then was, there it? was 20 grand? 10 no, grand? Like, like 1800 bucks. Shut the front door. Um, And then there was a, I honestly, I don't remember if it was a muley or a whitetail, but there was a buck shoulder mount. Uh, The Santa Fe Company, mm-hmm. that old like yeah, yeah. Western I, store yeah. that's We're closed tracking. down. Yeah. Um, They had a couple of them for sale in there. Huh, interesting. I'm going to keep scrolling because I've I've seen the Euros are definitely the more popular. Um, the fish is cool, though. She's got that one in a river. Yeah, that's rad. That's cool. Here's what we're talking about. Bring goldfish into the story. Okay, I get you. Yeah. So, so that's like the n- 
Native American beating, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Those are cool, too. Those are cool. There's a couple. There's one girl I know in particular that I think is like the foremost beater. She goes to a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. And then one of our uh, ambassadors, Jenna Waller, she does a lot of skull decorating. Not so much anymore. Well, she does, but... Since we're off on a wild tangent right now, Uh, are are we? (laughs) I brought this up to uh, Mr. Stratton before you got in here today. Yeah. So whenever the zombie apocalypse happens or whatever, I told him he's officially drafted me into his party. So whenever it goes down, he's getting the phone call. So I just wanted him to be aware. The truck pull in. I saw him pull in in his truck, and I was like, "Yep." Yep. Mad Max Beyond Thund- Thunderdome yes. moment, and was like, "Oh, I need to go with that guy." Yep. So I found my party. So let me ask you this, Josh: mm-hmm. You're putting him in your party? Hey, I'm a former Eagle Scout, still Eagle Scout. You never lose it. That's right. It's just a little rusty right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, there was a lot of judgment sound in that comment. I it, this was more of a a conversation starter. For like, what value are you bringing to this party? Because hey. I know you're an Eagle well, Scout. Well, you've got to record. The revolution. Oh yes, right? we got to so, have documentation. Yeah, so I got equipment. There's one. Okay. Step one. Okay. And you always need comedy relief in your group. It can't Fact. be serious. Got this. Got to keep the spirits up. And let's be honest. I just watched that movie about the soccer team or rugby team yeah, in yeah. the Andes Mountains. Uh-huh. So if anything go- bad happens, I mean, I'm pretty vital source. Of yeah. Like, I got some good fat on He's me. He's saying if we got to eat him. Yeah. Like, yeah. you guys will be. If it goes down. Yeah. We'll be well fed. I mean, yeah. so. Like, if we got to put some zombie bait out in the front oh, yard. Oh, for real, dude. Like, yeah. I'll last you at least a week worth of zombie bait. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a few of the exceptional reasons while he's on Team Wildman. Yeah. I respect Ooh. it. We're making shirts that say Team Wildman, 100%. All right, I'm in. Outdoor hour Team Wildman shirts, 100%. Yeah. You obviously can't be on the team. You have your own team, but Goldfish and I are on Team Wildman. I'm on my own team. Yeah. Yeah. Team Taylor. Team Taylor. Yeah, not to be right now, which you could play that probably up pretty hard. People would just think you're a Swifty. Oh, I am. Well, that's good. I mean, who isn't, to be to be fair? To be fair. I mean, she's not my most favorite person in the world, but I like her. That game was epic. It was. I'm still sad, dude. I'm still stoked. I'm still so sad. So stoked. I play-by-played it to my girl last night, exactly how it was going to happen. I was, besides, I called Kelsey scoring the touchdown. Yeah, I thought they would have tried to give him the ball, too. But, you know, the madman, Reed, ha- had it dialed. Was a great game, though. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I can't find these. It's driving me crazy. He does shoulder mounts, too. Sure he does. He does. Sure he does. We've got we've got a button for that. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know. Well. What are you doing, man? Man, I'm tired. I can tell. I'm tired. Well, I'm going to Utah this week. I know you are. Yeah. It's an exciting week for you. Uh, sure. Yeah, a lot. I mean, this is a big week. Yeah, it is. It is. That is no joke. Tell us about it. Well, it's the Western Hunt and Conservation Expo. 
So we welcome, you know, 65,000 diehard hunters and conservationists to Salt Lake City, Utah to raise a pile of money and enjoy each other's company and, and um, you know, have some parties and all kinds of stuff. Premiere some movies and... But There's, all joking aside, it, it, it is a, a public-facing trade show, and um, so, you know, hundreds and hundreds of outdoor industry vendors, a lot of the leaders in this space, and just a great opportunity for people to come see, literally, you know, like everything the industry has to offer um, in one place at the Salt Palace. And then there's seminars, and we've got the Utah 200 Tag Program, and... Um, Banquets every night and music and just a good old five day long party, pretty much. Remind me, is this the one that MDF owns? Yeah, we um and we have a partner in it. Um, but yeah. SFW. Here, I found them. Oh my gosh. We'll post some of these so you guys nope, I'm out on can... that. I'm not into that. Do you like the Euros better? Yeah. Yeah, the shoulder, that's just too much. It looks like a caricature to me. Yeah, it kind of does. You know? Yeah. And I'm not into that, personally. But I like the heads. Oh, there's the buffalo. Interesting. Yeah, he screwed the buffalo up. Let me see it. See if that's the same one. Sitting on the ground there with him. Oh. Yeah. That's got to be a different one. It's weird, though, because it's got, like, shaggy hair. You know, it would take a lot of work to do that. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's just not my speed. Yeah. I do like the skulls, though. The Euros are really cool. Yeah, those are rad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way to blend it, you know, that I think makes sense. But if I'm going to mount an animal, like, I want it to look like the animal. Yeah. You know? Not like a blanket. <laughs> Here's a life size. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like, I can appreciate the artistic... Ness of yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's that's cooler than the shoulder mount. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like the Oklahoma buffalo statues that we have around, you know? Yeah. Shawnee's got a. No, that Shawnee is a painted, bunch of. You know? Are they horses out there? They might be I don't horses. Know. And Shawnee's Anyways. not on my normal stomping grounds list. Okay, now that we're reviewing all of these, um, I'm going to agree with you. I think that the Euro mounts are much cooler than the shoulder mounts. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Seth Patterson, though. Yeah, dope. Check it out. Uh, on Give Instagram, Seth, S-E-T-H-P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N. They're pretty cool. Um, you used to be able to buy these here in Oklahoma City. There was a shop that had a couple of them. And um, Speaking of cool stuff you can buy in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this. So the old Orvis, they've come out with a brand new helios okay the new new generation yeah and it's just called helios but anyways not uh, the helios no or not h4 because h3s was the rod before the helios 3 because it was the third iteration yeah but anyway this is like a star wars original one four thing sure sure if 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 that's what you want which order do I need to throw these in? If, if man, <laughs> that's a good question. 
Uh, Anyways, go on, please. Yeah. Helios. Yeah. You know how much I love the shorter fly rods. And I'm very happy that in this new line, they've come out with a seven weight and an eight and a half foot, which, man, I got one on the way. I'm, I'm super jazzed about it. I don't know that we've had this shorter fly rod conversation. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I like I like the shorties. Why is that? They load faster. Okay. I think they're stronger. Um, I think I get more lifting power out of them. And uh, so for how I like to fish, like they load super fast. They're very accurate uh, traditionally. And, uh, man, you can just put the hurting down, you know, so. But you got one of these on the way. Yeah. Okay. Super stoked. Is J.D. Adams going to carry him? They are. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we'll carry the seven. I brought this one in so that I could see it and see how epic it is. And if it's as epic as I think it's going to be, then I'm sure we will carry them. I got a couple of new Orvis rods on the way. Yeah, you do. The uh, Recon. Yep. Good call. Got a five weight. Wah, wah. And an eight weight. Mm, now you're talking. <laughs> yes. Picked up yes. some new uh, reels at JD Adams last you weekend. You did. Though. Thanks you for did. setting me up with those. Um, this was new to me, and I know we're up against a break here, but before we go, um, I got the Behemoth from Reddington yeah. reel, and I got a Grande. Grande. Both of those are Reddington reels. And then you asked me some questions about fly line as you were putting these on that I didn't have answers to. Mm. You were asking me, I think it was textured or untextured was one yeah, of yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a little bit that day in the fly shop. Will you? Well, we'll talk about it after our break. Let's do that. Okay, then. That's Josh Stratton. I'm Taylor Maples. Behind the glass is Matty Goldfish. <laughs> And this is the Outdoor Hour. We'll be back on 107.7 The Franchise. You're listening to the Outdoor Hour with your host Taylor Maples and Josh Stratton on 107.7 The Franchise. Welcome back inside the Outdoor Hour. Taylor Maples, Joshua Wildman Stratton in the fishbowl is goldfish now in the toilet bowl. he gone no i'm still here oh what's up all right uh right before the break we were talking about fly line i was in the fly shop jd adams and company a couple weeks ago picking up a, a couple of new reels um i'm headed out wife to the... listen to this episode by the way no she knows oh because uh, I got a couple you. new fly rods coming. Yeah. Um, Had justification. Justification. I have learned when I get permission on something like that to move quickly. One hundred percent. So I did. Um, but yeah, I got a. I'm actually headed to the White River this weekend. Yeah, that's exciting. So taking Friday off, I'm gonna actually get away from work for a day and go fish a little bit. Guy acts like he works really hard. Occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but hey, we got a couple overnights planned. I love that. So hopefully get into some big browns again. Oh, you're like, you got some overnight fishing. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're set up with a guide mm. for two nights, Friday night and Saturday night. So the plan is to get there early enough Friday that we can, you know, dork around for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, try to catch some bows on the five weight. 
and then hopefully get into some big Chris rounds. Chris in that, that eight night. weight. Yep, exactly. So that being said, when I was in J.D. Adams, I don't really know a whole lot about fly fishing tackle, like specifically. You have done a really good job over the last few months helping educate me, and I got a good uh, rod picked out. But then when it came to reels, you recommended uh, the behemoth and the grande for their stopping power. Yeah. Um, They've got great carbon fiber drag systems in them, you know. And So, yeah, man, you can lock those things down and stop a freight train. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but then you were asking me about the fly lines themselves, and I think my exact words were, I don't know, dude, hook me up. Yeah, that's probably, probably, that seems on brand. Yeah. Yeah. And? Yeah, I, I mean, I think most people are, I don't know. I don't know if most people are. I think most people are probably aware. But there are two types of fly line. There's smooth and then there's textured. Um, it's definitely like a love-hate relationship. You know, like the, when textured lines first came out, the very first one was called shark skin. And it was no bueno. Like they did not do their R&D because uh, it would slice you right open. Like when fish went to run, like if you happen to have the fly line in your hand, get, 100% it is cutting you. Like you will bleed. It was that textured. Yeah. Yeah. And so out of the gate, I think a lot of people got a negative connotation about textured fly lines and were just like, I'm out. I'm never trying it. So you educated me at the fly shop and I now understand the purpose of the textured fly line. Was that the original purpose or what yeah. were they going for when it was that heavily textured? So it's textured? not as the it's significant textured fly lines are significantly more advanced today than they were then. Um I don't and this was a long time ago. Um when texture fly line came out. But I don't believe the original shark skin had two different types of texture. I think it was just one throughout the entire line. Now textured fly lines, like SA's textured fly lines, um, the running section of the line, the texture on it is to reduce friction on the guides so that it will shoot farther. On the floating section, the head of the fly line, the texture is reversed so that it will create air pockets so that it'll float better. Um, but it's really subtle. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't that, hardly notice it even running your hand along. Yeah, the, the old school stuff was loud. Like, you could hear it going through your uh, guides. guides. You could hear it when you were stripping in. Uh, there are people who to this day think it's too loud and spooks fish and i'm not buying any of that but um i'm a big fan of tex of textured fly lines okay yeah. i uh i like them a lot i'll be excited to uh test it out yeah you should be able to send it no <laughs> like 18 feet now huh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly cool man yeah, no, but man, you know, it's crazy the technology that these people, time and energy and financial resources that these companies spend uh, to uh, make uh, most of us who don't spend enough time just actually casting on our own to actually be proficient. Uh, you know, it's like the golf industry, right? You know? Yeah. Like, if somebody has money and they're willing to spend it, someone else will create a product. Yeah. 
yeah that cost that much and i think you know we we, we're aware of that at jd adams and and that's why there's a lot of intentionality of what we carry in the shop right it's why we have 200 hundred dollar outfits that are rod reel line you know yeah carrying case and a leader and all that um i've spent many many years using a similar setup to that yeah and and it's all you know everything in that shop we believe in and we also believe that you know different you're in different phases of your life you know like for instance you know orvis also just came out with a 14 weight in the eight and a half foot version there's really only like one need for that rod like sailfish you know um potentially like tuna like big tuna on the fly but like going after monstrous monstrous fish where you're not really even casting you're just kind of lobbing it out there and letting it do the work um you know i wouldn't recommend that $1200 rod to I would never even carry it in the store. Sure. Um, but the right guy looking for a really awesome sale or marlin rod, be like, yeah, dude, this is it right here. Um, and so that, you know, that's a cool thing. You can turn it into whatever you want. But, uh, yeah, still some great sales going on at the shop, into season stuff. Because there is a new Helios, all the Helios rods are 40% off, so an opportunity to get a $900 rod at a really good screaming deal. Yeah. That's Um, fantastic. Yeah. I like the sunglasses. I was trying on a bunch of, uh, Smith optics yesterday. Yeah. We need to find the right one. Yeah. Yeah. But I was impressed. Um, the lens quality is great. I've never worn Smith, you know, Smith always made ski goggles. And I remember growing up hearing about them, but they were never in the cool category. Which is crazy because, so, like, the very first, one of the first, other than Maui Jim, because Maui Jim for a long time was, like, the go, was a really go-to fishing lens, um, was a company called Action Optics. And they made a sunglass called Guide's Choice. And... There was a time in America where every fly fishing guide you knew wore action optics. Like, that's it. Um, Well, Smith bought action optics a very, 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 very long time ago. And and the two companies ran parallel for a while. And then Smith just absorbed action optics, which is why the guide's choice is still their number one selling uh, lens uh, or... um, you know, style of fishing sunglass. Mm-hmm. It's not very, it's not that much different from the original hmm. other than in technology, but in design, it's not that much different. Um, Big blinders. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 You know, full wrap. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so it's just interesting that, I mean, they were it for a long time. They just didn't, they didn't attack the market like Costa did. Like, yeah. um, Al Perkins, who owns uh, Beheyu, um, well, it's employee-owned, so everyone, everyone who works there owns it, but um, he was formerly of Costa and then was at Sims, and then I, I, I believe he needed his non-compete to expire um, with Costa, and then he launched Beheyu. And uh, they're very much, like, I think if Costa style 
is aesthetics or what you're looking for, in my opinion, Beheyu is light years beyond where Costa was. Um, you know, Costa got bought out by the largest sunglass conglomerate in the world a number of years ago. They still make a great product, but um, man, you know, with Beheyu, you're getting the old school Costa vibe. You know, when Costa was an independent sunglass company, um, you know, I was I was there. I was on that pro staff with a bunch of other people, and um, you know, it was awesome. Um, but you knew who you were dealing with, and it was you know a small shop out of out of Florida, and customer service was through the roof, and you know, um, and th- you know things have changed not only corporately with them, but also in how they make their product that doesn't work for me optically anymore. And so I switched over to Smith, particularly when the new tech light glass came out, which you probably that that would have should have been something you noticed like immediately was the difference in weight mm-hmm. um, from Costa's glass to Smith's tech light, which, you know, people are probably listening to this and be like, we're really talking about the weight of sunglasses. Well, when they're sitting on your nose and on your temple and you're straining visually all day long to be, you know, trying to identify specific fish like that, that that's pretty, it's quite a bit of eye muscle strain and you can feel it. I mean, it particularly, I don't feel it as much when I'm like freshwater fishing. Cause I take them off more frequently. I feel like, you know, you get in the shadows or whatever, or you're taking a break. But when you're on the bow of a boat in the ocean and the sun's beating down on you, you're, those glasses aren't coming off, right? Like it's too bright. It hurts. You're mm-hmm. not doing it. And, you know, six, seven hours on the bow of a boat, really intentionally targeting fish. Um, the, the weight sure, sure makes a difference. Or at least it does for me. And so I, I really enjoy, um, the Smith Chroma pop, uh, their polarizer. I really appreciate the, the weight of the tech light glass. Um, you know, you get a lot of optical clarity on the glass option and, um, yeah, I'm a fan. One of my favorite things to do at the fly shop, and I know it pisses you off, and that's just a bonus to me. Yeah, is of course it is. We'll uh, we'll be talking about reels, or we'll be talking about sunglasses, and I'll say, "Hey, man, sell me on these," <laughs> because I've yet to come across a product that you don't have a high, high level of understanding on. And the way that you're talking about sunglasses, like we we just kind of casually got into that segment, but man. I learned something right now about the different technologies and, you know, layers of the glass and all that. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, when you waste a lot of your life on, <laughs> on fly fishing, you pick up a bunch of stuff you shouldn't know. Um, and that, that could be said for everyone who <laughs> is a partner in or works at J.D. Addison Company. We all probably have uh, too much of our brain space uh, taken up with. Uh, useless fly fishing knowledge but well i appreciate you imparting some of that on me we're going to squeeze in a break here you're listening to the outdoor hour on 1077 the franchise now back to the outdoor hour with your host taylor maples and josh stratton on 1077 the franchise 
Welcome back inside the Outdoor Hour. Final segment this week, Taylor Maples, Joshua Wildman Strat, and Goldfish. It's that time of year where people are, you know, kind of looking at their gear in the outdoor space, thinking about what worked really well for us this year during deer season or whatnot, um, what didn't work so well, where do we want to make some adjustments adjustments for next year. Where is that new food plot going to go? A hundred percent. Do we have a tree that I can either uh, put a ladder stand on, a hang on, maybe saddle in? Why would you do that? I wouldn't, personally. You know what I would do? What would you do? I'd get me an oaky eyed. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about them. Uh, they're awesome. That's what I can tell you. You know what was cool last week? Uh, we had Brad Clay. Yeah. Uh, from Final Descent Outdoors. He's a big outdoors. fan. Big fan. Big fan. Um, you know, he hunts out of them a lot. I hunt out of them a lot. Those guys up at Woods County. Whitetails obviously have a bunch of them. Yep. Um, so we spent quite a bit of the show talking about oaky hides last week, and it was cool just to uh, talk with somebody else that has had that much experience hunting out of these things. And they've come a long way even in the few years that they've been doing them. I've got one of the original models. I think mine is like serial number 27. It's an OG hide. Um, but even it is so far advanced beyond anything else that's out there on the market. Right? These things are made intentionally. They're here in Oklahoma City. You can actually go in and watch them fabricate your hide. Tell them I want a shelf put here instead of there. But, um, you know, Brad was talking about you get in all these other competitors' hides, and there's nowhere to hang anything, nowhere to set your binoculars, camera bags, any of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, some of them today just feel like you're sitting in like a porta john, you know, yeah. on legs. Um, not the oaky hides, man. No. They're beefy. They're beefy. <laughs> They're beefy, man. Yeah, yeah, it's part cabin, part hunting blind. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that's a cool part about them. You know, you want to slide in the night before because you're going to hunt real early. Um, you know, yeah. you can easily uh, do that. Be be warmer than it is outside without very little effort at all. And you're not going to need a buddy heater, but if you wanted one, you could get away with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we literally have, uh, chairs like this sitting in mine, um, like computer chairs that you can just be cozy, comfy, 26 gauge galvanized sheeting, marine grade carpeting, blackout curtains, different floor plans, window configurations, all of that. I mean, just tell them what you need. They're making them now for South Texas with air conditioning units included in them. Just nuts, the stuff they do. Yeah, unbelievable. Okiehides.com is the place to go if you're interested. Um, I told you I'm going on a fly fishing trip this week. You are. I'm pretty excited about that. You should be. Did I ever tell you that my bear rug got delivered? I've seen pictures. I'm pretty excited about that, You too. should be. What did your wife think? You shot a bear? <laughs> Man, we went quite a long time without We any. did. I'm proud of us. You know, here's the best part is I've had this bear rug for about three weeks now, and I have fought so hard to not just bring it up right away. You've had it for three weeks? I've had it about three weeks now. No way. Yeah. How many pictures of you on the bear rug in front of a fire have you taken yet? Clothed? Unclothed. <laughs> yeah, why would why would you be clothed? You're laying on top of a bear. Then the answer is none. Oh. Uh, wasted well, opportunity. Well, well, I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. Valentine's is a couple of days away. <laughs> that is true. And uh, nothing said, you know, 
often underappreciated the male boudoir uh, photo shoot. Very true. You could make a calendar, you know? Taylor. <laughs> and I foresee this bear rug really coming in to use. So we've been having quite a bit of fun around the house. Um, and by fun, I mean I'm enjoying it. Figuring out where this thing is going to live. Right. You know, because... It's a great conversation starter. You're not putting it on the wall. You're going to put it on the ground. I'm, it's probably going to end up on the wall. Yeah. Um, I really like it in front of the fireplace. We've got a wood-burning fireplace. I brought it out last night uh, while it was snowing, you know, and we had a fire, and I put the bear rug down. I'm like, you've got to have the bear rug in front of the fireplace when it's snowing. That's just – it. that's Americana, right? Yeah. So we did yeah. that. I also really like it at the foot of the bed. Um, we've got a really tall bed, and it's kind of a Western-style wood frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the bed's made up, it looks really cool to have that kind of draping over a paw hanging off the edge. Um, I would just cozy in to the covers underneath that bear rug, but my wife wouldn't have that. So yeah, um, yeah. it has spent every night so far in the office mm. at my house behind a closed door. We're really trying to be intentional about slowly introducing the dog and the 18-month-old to the bear rug Uh, um, just for longevity purposes. Yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, have the nose get bitten off, you know, chewed off or the claws or something like that week one. So um, it will probably end up on the wall above my desk in my home office, Um, A, so it can be displayed, but B, protected. Yeah. You know, just a little more predictable. If we didn't have a dog or a kid, I just the kid. I wouldn't be worried about the dog. Yeah, have you met my kid? (laughs) Yeah, she gets in every highlight of my weekend. You know, coming into JD Adams with her has become a staple outing on Saturdays. Yeah. Oh, you've got a specific story though. Yeah, I know which. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, for the first time when she walked in, she immediately said my name. Yeah. Which was awesome. So we go to J.D. Adams on most Saturdays because now it's softball season and my wife is traveling or just yeah. busy all weekend. And the fly shop's about 35, 40 minutes from my house. So Wyatt can get a pretty good nap in on the way. We get out. She can run around. Dan, everybody loves Wyatt there. So yep. there's I get help. You know, she can kind of run and grab books and the remote control yeah, and care. play with everything. And um, But it gives me a few minutes to kind of just not be alone and in charge um i also spend a lot of money usually when i'm there so you guys probably don't hate that no we don't um but yeah we walk in the other day uh and you were i think with a customer you're somebody back by the fly bar and she's josh yeah so came running right up loved it so yeah i've entered the cool kid club you have dan's not quite there yet nope no one else is. No. It's because I think other people are trying pretty hard. You just kind of let it happen naturally, you know? Yeah. You give off the cool kid vibe, I guess. I love so. that. But yeah, excited about the bear rug, excited about my fishing trip. Um, turkey season's coming up. It'll be here before we know it. That's super exciting. You've got, uh, I know with MDF, obviously a lot of stuff going on, but there's there's some cool stuff going on with Infinite Outdoors right now. Yeah, I love those dudes, man. You know, they've been an incredible resource, even when we haven't had to use it, but we were like, oh, man, we're like, 
on you know filming and things aren't going well and like dude you got a spot like this is where i am in the country do you have a property within two hours of where i am where i can go do x you did that with ryan callahan for this dustable mule deer yeah we ended up not needing it but you know literally within like three hours he had me multiple property options you know and and uh that's like just to have that resource in your back pocket as an outdoorsman is unbelievable. So, you know, I, I've made the decision personally that I'm just going to utilize infant outdoors for all of my hunting opportunities, um, this year. And, uh, whether that's in the state of Oklahoma or not, and, uh, really, their properties are multiplying too. Yeah. Daily. It seems. But uh, they've got some great Oklahoma resources. That's where I plan on uh, doing my turkey hunting is, is through them this year. And, um, you know, it's it's a service that anyone can be a part of, right? So jump on infiniteoutdoors.com and, and uh, sign up for the membership. And then you're, you're going to pay a gun fee or um, to, to actually jump on the properties. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked to... Um, kind of immerse myself into what infinite outdoors has to offer and explore a bunch of their Oklahoma properties this year. And, and, uh, so I'm eager for Turkey season to get here. They've got that one property around mole hall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's up your direction yep. for sure. Um, I explain this to people think about infinite outdoors, like the Airbnb of hunting properties, for so many of us for so many years, you either had a place to go or you didn't. And it was a big commitment financially. It was a long-term commitment to get in on a lease or to And have... it's an even bigger financial commitment these days to get onto a lease. Yeah. The demand is going up and they're not making any more land. Turns right? out. Um, but with Infinite Outdoors, you sign up for this membership and you have immediate access to all of these properties and their calendars, whether it's a half day that you're trying to go, whether you're trying to reserve something for a week, you just go on and the landowners basically black out dates or open up dates that they're willing, um, to let the public hunt their private land. Well, not the public, Infinite Outdoors members. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a better way to articulate it. Um, but then on top of that, Infant Outdoors is going to send in biologists and help the landowners really understand, um, you know, their property and, and help yeah, set some parameters. Yeah, and, their commitment to conservation. We're working on a new initiative right now with them um, and I think Mountain Ops and a couple other brands. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes from an MDF perspective. You know, they are they're staunch supporters of conservation and uh, when you sign up your membership, you can actually click on, you know, who you want a uh, percentage of your membership to go to, what uh, conservation organization. I'd love you to click on Mule Deer Foundation when you do that. Um, but, yeah, man, that just a really outstanding group of guys. They they answer the call every time I've had to make a call. And so I'm stoked to go all in, man. I'm uh you know, with as many resources they have around Oklahoma, and as as you mentioned, uh, some that are mighty close to where I live, um, seems like a a no brainer there. So, and then you know, right around that time, we also got bass season firing back up, and stripers and smallies, and you know, uh, we utilize 
through the fly shop for our bass program, a company called Private Water Fishing out of Texas. And similar concept, right? Um, throughout Oklahoma and Texas, I want to say they have like 90-something ponds um, slash lakes. They call them ponds, but some of them, you know, are 160 acres in size. So um, that's a full day. Uh, you want to fish that whole thing. But, um, man, we've been connected with those guys for a number of years now. Uh, again, something the average Joe can jump on there, become a member. I think for most of the Oklahoma properties, they've got a program this year. It's like 200 bucks for the year. Uh, again, you're going to pay a rod fee when you go uh, and fish the property. But, um, man, great ponds. They're, by, they're fisheries biologists themselves, and so they're working with landowners. They're shocking ponds. They're figuring out the mixture there. They're giving recommendations on how to properly manage that pond to get bigger bass. Um, you know, you'll you'll click on a pond to reserve it, and you may see an update that says, hey, we, we want you to keep all sunfish from this size, or if you catch any catfish, remove those, or, you know, we want you to catch all bass and keep them in this size range, um, you know, within the, the, the legal limits. But, um, so super cool. And, and, and they're really intentional about helping these landowners to produce, you know, trophy fisheries. And, um, they've got a place down in Colgate, um, on a ranch down there, I think it's six or seven ponds are on that property, but, uh, there's a cabin there that you can also get and, uh, stay down there for the whole weekend with a couple of buddies and, uh, have a darn good time. And so, um, yeah, a lot of awesome resources for that kind of Airbnb model outdoor experience. And, um, with, for me here in Oklahoma, infinite outdoors and private water fishing being, you know, the top of the list for me. We've actually done episodes devoted to both infinite outdoors and another devoted to private waters fishing. Uh, so if you're interested in learning more about those specifically, you can, uh, download some of those podcasts, stream them everywhere that you stream audio, Amazon, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all of that kind of stuff. So go check those episodes out specifically, looking for the outdoor hour. Um, man, I'm glad you're feeling better a little bit. It's a tough time of year for you with all these shows going on and be under the weather. Well, it's just inevitable that I'm going to get sick. Yeah. A lot of travel. <laughs> yeah. A lot of long days. Yeah. Yeah. Just part of it. How far into the show season are you? Approaching my last one. Good, man. Yeah. Highlights from the show season? Man, you know, it's always good to just run into your crew that you kind of, you know, some of these cats I only really see. You know, we may talk multiple mm -hmm. times throughout the year, but we really only see each other at trade shows. So good to do that. Good to, uh, you know, continue to build partnerships with, with uh, industry leaders and uh, find out what they're excited about, figure out how we can help promote what the, what they're doing and, and some of their products. And also bring them up to speed on, on what we're doing at the Mule Deer Foundation and get them fired up about conservation. And, um, you know, Garmin has some stuff that I was stoked about to see, some new products that are really beneficial for for um, guys in the firearm space. Um, and, yeah, quite a, you know, just always, always good to see the new, uh, see people pushing the boundaries 
Um, but collectively seeing the industry, I feel like right now, really rallying around conservation in ways that collectively they haven't uh, in years past. And so a lot of support, a lot of people um, just understanding the importance of uh, getting heavily involved, um, whether that's getting your hands dirty or, or putting money behind it in conservation efforts in this country. So it's a good time, man. Well, if you're in the Salt Lake City area this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Come hang out. Come uh, down to the Salt Palace and check out the trade show. If you happen to be there on uh, Valentine's Day and looking for something to do, come check out the MDF kickoff party with uh, a bluegrass band called the Fretliners, an award-winning bluegrass band out of Colorado. We'll also be uh, showing a uh, mule deer hunting film. Uh, by Leupold and uh, giving away $15,000 worth of free cool stuff from a variety of our partners like Auntie Shanty and Rome and Yeti and Montana Knife Company and you name it. So um, to a week full of events and uh, if you've you've never made it and you're really into into this way of life, put it on your calendar. Come out next year um, if you can't make it this year and and uh, get involved because it's a great time. That's Joshua Wildman Stratton. I'm Taylor Maples. Behind the glass in the fish tank is Matty Goldbranson, Goldfish. On the hot buttons. <laughs> Always a good time. Hey, after this is the road to OKC coming up on the other side of the break with our own Ryan Chapman and the Oklahoma City Spark. Alex Storacco, good show coming up there. I always love hearing what they have to say. So that's coming up after the break. This has been the Outdoor Hour. Uh, you can find me on social media at T underscore Maples. Josh is there on Instagram at against underscore current. You can follow the show as always on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Outdoor underscore Hour. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time. Until then, go boldly. We'll see you outdoors.